everyone, and welcome to Emerging Trends in Higher Ed. My name is Samantha Wilcox, and I am your host for today's podcast. Thank you for joining us for this special podcast entitled A Doctoral Student Success Story, Reflections for Current Doctoral Students. Today, we are meeting with Dr. Danny Chavez, who recently earned his Doctor of Education in Sports Management from NCU. I am also with Andy Riggle, um, Dean of the School of Education, a frequent guest of the podcast. Hello to you both, and thank you so much for joining us today. We want to share a little bit about Dr. Chavez's journey as an NCU doctoral student, particularly focusing on his reflections of what helped him to successfully earn his doctorate. But before we get started, congratulations again, Dr. Chavez, for the completion of your doctorate, as I know this was a huge accomplishment for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. So let's get started. Dr. Riggle, I believe you have a few questions for Dr. Travis today. Oh, Sam, thanks. I certainly do have some some questions for our guest. So let's just get started. Dr. Chavez, hello, and again, and thank you for your willingness to share some of your reflections today um, about earning your doctorate at NCU. So glad you're here. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, you know, I'm very excited to do this. Any, any, you know, anytime I could share or talk, I'm all for it. It is certainly my hope, uh, Dr. Chavez's reflections will assist other students in the School of Education to earn their doctorate. As I know, being a doctoral student can be challenging, even frightening. I can certainly remember feeling many uneasy feelings when I was completing my doctorate. So, Danny, let's just get started. A few questions for you. Looking back, what particular NCU resources or other types of supports assisted you with completing your doctorate at NCU? First off, Dr. Rigo, I just want to say thank you for having me. It's a, you know, I'm very excited to, to do this. And uh, um, I was very happy uh, you reached out. Um, uh, as you know, you're my, you were my chair. Um, you know, during, during my process. And it wasn't easy as you stated, it's never easy. Um, but you know, I, when you were my chair, I mean, you just made it, you, you just made me feel comfortable. And, uh, you know, I, I knew I had somebody that I could, you know, really, you know, trust and fall back on and, you know, was going to be there to sort of catch me and support me, uh, through the process. And that in itself made, you know, was, <laughs> you know, was, was one of the greatest resources of all. It's just having somebody that is, you know, that you could have, you could relate to and you could talk to, uh, because that's not always the case. So, um, you know, any, you know, any, um, I, I think the biggest support is having that, that, that chair, that person that that's invested in, in, in the process with you. Um, you know, that's, that's invaluable. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing. Um, as far as resources in my time at NCU, I, I felt the library was all, you know, was an invaluable resource. Uh, I, I know that's always the case, um, um, you know, in any in any kind of uh, university or college setting as a student, you know, that's uh, that's one of the priorities as a student is, is heading to that library and, and seeing it, um, you know, all that it has to offer. And, and NCU didn't, you know, uh, it didn't let me down. You know, it had. You know, I got most, not all, my research journals from the from the databases. Uh, I utilized actually the the librarian, which I had never done before. Um, you know, I think you know you go in that mentality, you can do it by yourself, and you're all by yourself. And then later, you sort of learn that 
you, you need help from others, you know, and, and the librarians, you know, I, I, on two occasions I did reach out. It was, it was virtual. And I think one time we did actually have a conversation and they were very instrumental in, in sort of guiding me towards, um, you know, research guides and um, lib guides and things that were, uh, that I found very useful um, as I was trying to especially build my literature review, <laughs> you know, um, I know that the academic service, uh, uh, academic success center was, was good. I know a couple of my intro classes, um, they sort of had some assignments that, that made me utilize it. And, um, I used, uh, for example, the, um, like the writing synthesis matrices on um, very, very useful. And I wouldn't have even known what those were or anything had not some of the, the courses and, and it sort of helped. You know, sort of put everything in perspective. And so, I mean, just to recap, I mean, the commons was good for me. The library was was awesome, um, and just the the resources that the uh, academic success center had. And again, I wouldn't have used a lot of these if my you know um, some of my course course uh, courses didn't you know guide me to those places. Right, right. Well, that's some excellent information, Danny. I I did hear you you say a couple, maybe three really important points. I think you kind of started off with that relationship with your chair, which just happened to be me. So thank you very much for those kudos. I do try. But I will tell you, it is in alignment with NCU's one-to-one -one teaching model. And we really um, foster that kind of support for students, particularly during the dissertation phase, where you really try to develop or the instructor really tries to develop that, that working relationship with students. And again, it's how much that student wants to embrace that relationship, but our instructors are really um, trained, really encouraged to develop those relationships with students rather than just somebody who critiques their work. I know a lot of the dissertation work was me telling you, okay, I think you need to improve here and here, but I also wanted to give you a sense that you were doing some things right, and here's some ways you can improve. So it really helps build your, you know, your energy to keep doing this and building that relationship with chairs. So I was happy to, to hear that about me, but certainly it is the model that we really try to facilitate. You know, I came to appreciate the relationship aspect because I had to, I mean, it was, yeah. you know, I, I saw both, you know, I was sort of stuck in the middle and, and you right. were very instrumental and try not to, you know, you know, okay, I'm going to do it this way now. And you're going to have to start all over because this, you know, I think this is better for you. You know, so that was very helpful. And, and good. that openness. Yes. Good. Good. The other thing I heard you say too, was the online librarians. And, and one of the things which you took advantage of is we encourage students to develop a working sort of a working relationship with our librarians. They literally can help guide students to find um, applicable research for their dissertation. As you mentioned, that literature review can be a daunting task, trying to collect all those research articles, do an analysis, which is finding them, understanding them, and then turning into some sort of synthesis called your lit review. And it's very difficult to try to hone down or find those resources. And our librarians really work with students to help them, I wouldn't say streamline, but help them to really identify those resources easier because you have to identify a lot of those resources. So I was happy to hear the piece about the, the librarians. So I've got another question for you. What did you think, perhaps on a regular basis, you found to be particularly helpful? Maybe I'll put you on the spot here. What was that one thing 
during your dissertation journey at NCU you found to be the most helpful? And that um, might be a tough question. <laughs> so what did I do on a regular basis at NCU that helped me be successful? What, um, what, what resource or what, what particular entity, service, relationship, you name it. What would you say if you had to say, Dr. Chavez, what was the, the, the thing, the, the, the key piece, looking back, that really helped you successfully complete your dissertation? And it could have been before the dissertation coursework. Right, right. Um, I mean, I had to, the dissertation was just a beast in itself. It was something <laughs> I wasn't really prepared for, right? So yeah. it was just um, a work in progress. You know, I had to really develop good habits. You know, I had to learn how to research every day, you know, pretty much. You know, it was just, um, you know, just on a regular basis, just not be complacent with, research articles I had and I was very surprised you know as like I thought I had combed through all of the literature on this topic and you know I there's more you know there's this other and it just you know so just basic researching which is something that I you know I had to learn how to do accurately and, and how to be effective on it uh, you know that was a you know just learn how to research and just by trial and error and, and, uh, you know, just developing those, those good study habits and yeah. uh, time manage time, time management manage, yeah. was crazy, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just developing, um, a consistent schedule. You know what I mean? That sort of, you know, just, you know, it, it was just part of my routine for a long time. Uh, I use a lot of task managers, you know, type of deals. I had to, like I said, I had to learn how to use technology to my advantage. Um, OneNote, you know, to Google Drive. Uh, one of my professors, you know, said, hey, use Zotero. Zotero's great for record keeping and annotating and things like that. And so those were things I did on a regular basis, you know, just to help me, you know, chunk things up and get through. Uh, so I don't know that I could pinpoint just one resource. It was a, you know, a combination of, of things that, that I did regularly to, to help me, you know, um, get through my coursework and especially the dissertation. So I think you had on a very important uh, comment here, topic, in that it wasn't just one thing. It was a series of important things that were somehow related that you engaged in on a persistent or consistent basis. You just kept at it, which was, was excellent. So you've given a lot of practical advice <laughs> about time management, some other things, some reflections. What about some emotional advice for students or potential students who are listening to this podcast? Uh, like I said before, you're going to have peaks and valleys. It's going to be a roller coaster ride. You know, if anybody says it was easy, I, they're lying. You know, <laughs> it is never easy. And um, it's a long journey, you know, and I know they try to, you know, hey, it's, I don't know, some programs, three years, you know, try to get it, you know, four below. Um, you know, it is really a marathon and you have to have that why you have to have that motivation. Uh, you have to, you know, I would say, what, what's your why, you know, why, when it gets tough, like, why are you doing this? You know, like, so you have to have that momentum, that, that one thing you're going to, you're going to sort of just hang your hat and say, I'm doing it for this reason. You know what I mean? And for me, my motivation was, um, were my kids, you know, my kids were my biggest motivation. You know, um, I graduated, um, 
I was only one in my family who was, you know, you know who had a, uh, uh, who has a doctorate. Um, I have three older sisters. I come from a Hispanic background and uh, they all have, they all have graduate degrees. You know, they went to U- university of Texas, um, uh, two of them one went to university of Texas, El Paso. And so it wasn't like I was the first to, you know, to, to, get a, to graduate from college, but, you know what? I'm very, very competitive. And if I was going to do one thing, I was going to be the first one to earn that doctorate. You know what I mean? And so I was going to, you know, so, you know, it was, again, it's a combination. You have to find different motivators, you know, different things are going to motivate you. So it was that, being, you know, sticking it to my sisters. I'm going to, I'm going to be that first doctor and, you know, my kids, you know, I, I set out to do this and I'm going to do it. I mean, I'm going to set that example. And, um, you know, uh, you know, so that, that that was you know on a on a, on a on an emotional you know mm-hmm. level. Um, I mean, other advice, I guess, just be flexible. You know, you have to learn how to be flexible. You can't be so rigid. You know, at you might at the end of the journey, you might have this vision of what your study is going to be, and at the end, it's probably going to look nothing like that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you have to be able to, you know, uh, to you know to to be flexible and to learn you know, from the process, from those subject matter experts, you guys that, you know, that are, that are guiding me, you know what I mean? You know, I learned how to just not put any restrictions on myself and sometimes just, you know, just, just write, you know what I mean? Just write sometimes. And I had a small case study. I did a, a athletic directorship, um, you know, with Hispanics. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it for division one athletic. So when you, when you really think about it, there's very few Hispanics in, you know, in, in uh, division one management positions, you know, such as athletic directors, presidents, things like that. You know, the field of play, you find all these minorities. But when you get to the upper echelons of, of, of managerial positions and athletic directors, there's very few. Mm-hmm. So I was like, should I do this? Because there's not many. And I started counting like, OK, there's five. Mm-hmm. I said this. How am I going to, you know? And some of these were at Wisconsin, at UCLA, you know, at some top university. I'm like, how am I going to do that? You know what I mean? How am I going to get them to participate in my study? And so, you know, I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. You know, I can't, I'm not putting any, I'm going to say, I'm going to, if I have to scale it down later and I lose some time, so be it. But you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go at it 100%, just like I try and do everything. And, you know, what's that thing you shoot for the, you know, or the stars or the moon, you, you, you fall in the stars or whatever the, the, the thing is. Um, luckily, it worked out for me, but you, you have to just not put any restrictions on yourself. And I guess I guess the last thing as far as emotional is you got to take some breaks. You know, you got to take some breaks. It's, you know, it's an arduous process. Uh, and you got to take care of yourself. You know what I mean? You got to take care of yourself because stress can eat you alive. And I've seen it. And I think the comments are a good reflection of that. So... You know, that just that emotional supportive advice, I guess, is just but those are keys. Just take care of yourself, you know, just take a step back sometimes, you know, find that why, find that motivation piece for you, you know, and just you know, just don't hold back, you know. I mean, be you know, just go at it, you know, the best you know how and things have a way to fall in place. And that, you know, it worked worked for me in that in that sense. Super. You've touched on a lot of very important pieces <laughs> that, that we really try to reinforce from students, that perseveration that, or that persistence, that taking breaks, being flexible. There's going to be ups and downs. Don't give up. 
um, and find that, <coughs> that, that piece inside you that really drives you to finish it. And I heard something about um, sticking it to your sisters. I think that was kind of a driving piece. I think, I think Danny, maybe also you wanted to do it for perhaps other Hispanic students and Hispanic um, Hispanics who want to get into collegiate leadership positions. So I think it was, it was, it was more than just your, your sisters. I think it was also for you and your background and trying to help, um, you know, others that, that have not been in leadership positions in collegiate sports to be able to have that opportunity. And, and I just happened to know all about your dissertation because I felt like I was right there with you, me and me and the SME, but, but it's really about, you know, how did they climb this ladder to get into those positions? What worked for them? What didn't work for them? And I remember some things they just didn't give up. They persevered too, and they kept trying. So, so that kind of leads me into maybe my last kind of question here. How do you plan on using what you learned during your dissertation journey? It may be the results, but it may be also aligned with the process that you, you kind of, you know, you would go through when you did your dissertation. How can you use what you've learned to perhaps take that knowledge, that experience, those information and, and, and make a better world or perhaps help um, Hispanics to get into these kind of leadership positions? You know, that, that's, that's a great question. You know, uh, I know Hispanic, Latinos, um, you know, Hispanic, Latino students represent, you know, the fastest growing demographic. You know, I, I, I think, I mean, don't quote me on that, but I, I believe so. You know, um, I and, believe it. So I think yeah, it's just fine. <laughs> it, it's yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we're growing in numbers, but, uh, you know, uh, it's multifaceted. It's, it's not, it's not just getting students to those positions or getting students enrolled at NTU or any kind of university, Hispanic students, but it's, you know, the really question is that that's not enough. How do you, how do you get them to the finish line? How do you get them to, to graduate? How do you get them to, to get those positions and so forth? So that's, that's the real dilemma. You know what I mean? And so um, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of a conundrum because, you know, we have, I know very smart Hispanics, minority students overall that, you know, they, um, I grew up in, you know, I'm in El Paso in, you know, West Texas. Uh, we border Ciudad Juarez, the state of Chihuahua, and we're predominantly Hispanic. And I, I work in a, in, a, in a setting where I, I you know, I, I interact with students all the time. And, um, you know, they, most of them don't have any kind of role models. I was very uh-huh. fortunate because my family, um, my dad was from, from Durango uh, in, in in the state of, of Durango in Mexico. Um, my mom was from Ciudad Juarez, Chihuahua. They were immigrants that, that came to El Paso and, you know, they really, really struggled. And, um, you know, I, I don't know how they did or how they instilled, you know, um, education because my my dad had a, a, a sixth grade education and my mom didn't, didn't, finish, didn't finish school. I mean, he was a mechanic. Uh, he worked with his hands and he always told me, you know what? Um, I don't want this life for you. You know, I, I don't want, I don't want you to be working with your hands. And like, it's an honorable trade, you know, but I want better for you. And he always instilled those principles. And uh, I was very fortunate. Like I said, my, my sisters were, you know, um, I think I was an accident. I came, you know, my, my youngest <laughs> sisters, like we're eight years apart. And so they, they sort of guided me through the financial aid process. I had, you know, I had a lot of resources at my disposal that not a lot of students have. And so 
I think my biggest thing is just paint it forward. You know, paint it forward, learning, you know, my journey and what I went through and the obstacles and what I see from others and just say, hey, how can I help? Because I, I live in this community, you know, I live in a, you know, Mexican-American, Hispanic community. And, you know, how can I, you know, take what I've learned in my journey and just, you know, help others. And I'm in a position in education where I can definitely impact them, you know, and I have, you know, from, you know, I, I, I teach, uh, I teach at, the, at the college. And everything I've learned from NCU, from research, you know, to uh, instructional practices, uh, how to better connect with my students, things like that. I, I sort of carry that over to my life. You know, I graduated in 2017 and I, it's like it was just yesterday. And I try and just keep, you know, sort of, uh, you know, just put things into perspective and take my uh, my life experiences, and my journey and just try and, you know, instill it in other people and try and try and make it easier for them. You know, and I think that's what we all need. You know, I, everyone needs someone to help, you know, open doors for them. You know what I mean? And I want to be that person to help yeah. open some of those doors for, for students who, who may not know how to open the door, you know, or how to get there. Well, I, I think you certainly started it off right by being that role model. It is Dr. Chavez. And so they're going to look up to that. You did it. Um, you're a super role model for, for um, you know, Hispanics in your area and, and throughout the whole country. Um, but I'd also say that the information that you learn from your dissertation, but how some of these athletic directors got those positions, you can certainly share that as well. But I think your powerful, your powerful piece is, look, I did it. You, if I can do it and, and you do these things, chances are you're going to be able to do it too. One of the things at NCU is we're an open enrollment university which gives everybody the opportunity. As long as they keep putting forth the effort and they don't give up, chances are there's a high probability they'll finish. We're not a, a university that tries to weed students out or keep students out from some impossible entrance standards. So we really try to work with all students and, and become that role model that you've become. And you can also show your sisters what you did too. <laughs> but I was so grateful that I found NCU. You know, I mean, I found that one-to-one model was, was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, and one that, you know, had that, that uh, you know, the, the courses were offered all the time. You know what I mean? The, the next yeah, revolved, available. Just, just starts, weekly starts. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it was very flexible. That one-to-one uh, had subject matter, matter experts, you know, uh, experts, professors. I had Dr. Brian Magger, who is now uh, AD at Louisiana Lafayette, you know, in the athletic program. Like he was, you know, when he, when I was there, he was a, an assistant AD at Missouri. And I had him for a couple of classes. I mean, what best way to learn than right. from someone who's actually doing, you know, at the collegiate level, you know what I mean? And so, um, so I like, I like that. Um, you know, I, I like the, the fact that, I mean, was cost effective in a sense any kind of university is going to be expensive i mean that that's just i read i mean it's not ncu it's not just you know right um but i like the fact that ncu had partnerships at the time i had gotten my master's from american public university system and ncu had partnered with them and so i got some kind of like a, a discounted rate in my tuition because of the partnership and so um I mean, that was that was great, you know. Anything you could save from, you know, uh, you know, from from tuition is, is always welcome. Absolutely, and I like right. I love that it was 
that there was no residency requirement and you know it was it was accredited i mean so it it, it really worked out and um you know i i'm just one that i you know i don't regret the decision according to let me put that oh that's excellent danny that's excellent so thanks dr chavez it's uh, i bet it's still really cool to be called Dr. Chavez it, it, and hang on to that as, as long as you can. Um, it's certainly been an absolute pleasure um, doing this podcast with you as well as serving your chair. It was certainly my privilege and my honor and so glad you've been super successful. And I know you're going to continue to do great things for, for your community. So, um, and I, and I really know in a post COVID world, NCU plans on having some alumni gatherings and some other things. And in fact, we have one coming up this summer. I may have mentioned to you earlier, but certainly would like to see you uh, at some face-to-face alumni events and um, certainly wish you well. So, so thanks, Dan. Oh, no. It's always a pleasure. Hey, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, coming on, coming on to this podcast, as you can see my degrees right in the back, <laughs> I, I, you know, in this virtual world, uh, I've had a lot of, uh, uh, Zoom and team meetings and everything else with colleagues and everybody else, and I always, I always get, hey, you know, let me see that diploma. Hey, let me <laughs> That's see that right. And like, how There's big that- is that thing? You know, yeah. and <laughs> measurements. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. proud of that, man. It's yeah. like it, you, you know, worked it, hard for that. It is, yep. a, yeah. It, it's you know, it's it's fulfilling, and 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 I'm sort of glad, you know, that that um, you know that I went through the journey. It just makes that much more you know, better, you know, just, right. Right. And, uh, but again, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Riggle. Uh, I can't, you know, express my gratitude, you know, um, and yeah, I, I certainly look forward to, you know, maybe, you know, at some point, you know, meeting, meeting again, face to face and some, uh, alumni gatherings or whatnot. And, you know, please keep me in mind as, you know, as you send out those invites, you know, absolutely. Anything around San Antonio, Austin, area i'm sure you might might not come to old Paso per se but um dallas san antonio austin those, those will work for me we've been to san antonio and we plan to come back so i know that was a a, a really good uh, boot camp with an alumni event so sam back to you excellent thank you so much dr riggle and thank you again dr chavez uh for your willingness to share some of your reflections about your doctoral experience here at ncu All of us are so proud of you and your accomplishments, and we do hope that you'll remain involved uh, with the NCU community as an alumni. Um, Definitely stay connected. We will be doing events very soon, live and in person, so we will get some invites out to you. Um, I promise you we'll we'll make sure you're on that list. Awesome. Um, Thank you, Samantha. Absolutely. Um, To hear more from NCU, visit the Emerging Trends in Higher Ed podcast found on your preferred media platform. And until next time, goodbye.